welcome back to another week of Fabs's High Review. How is everyone? How is everyone's weeks? So just quickly, little sidebar. Uh, I'm doing a puzzle currently. It's a 2000 piece puzzle. It's, it's definitely the biggest puzzle I've ever done. And I learned something about myself while doing the puzzle. And that is that my patience for puzzles is at a level not seen in any other facet of my life. I am the most impatient person you'll ever meet. I walk fast, I talk fast, not when I do this, but normal cases. I do everything quickly. But when I puzzle, I'll take my sweet ass time and not get frustrated at all that it's taken me 25 minutes to find one puzzle piece. Is this what my life's come to? Playing puzzles, playing puzzles, doing puzzles. My husband was home early from work this week and he got to experience something which he doesn't get to normally because he's at work. I work from home and apparently door-to-door salesmen are still a thing because I probably get twice a week knocks on the door of people wanting to sell something. And when we first moved here, I opened the door and I spoke to people and it's been two years. I don't want to answer the door to those people anymore. So I see them coming up the drive. I'm fairly sure by the way they see me too. And I just drop behind whatever's in front of me and hide from them like the most shameless little thing ever. My dog is going nuts and like barking at the window at the person then like turning around and giving me the most obvious look. And I'm like, could you not? I'm trying to hide. And my husband's home early from work and there's a knock at the door and I'm like, quickly, hide. And he's like, what do you mean? He opens the door, he's like, good afternoon. And of course they're, I don't know, selling solar panels, new roof, new windows, Jehovah's Witness. Honestly, we get them all. They were like, oh, hello, sir. And just rattled off their big speech. And my husband stood there smiling, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like really giving them some time. And then after about five minutes, he was like, "Well, well, it's really nice to meet you. We're not gonna purchase today, but I appreciate you knocking on our door. And he shuts the door and turns around and looks at me. I'm like, what the fuck was that? You don't engage in that larger conversation. They're going to put that on a database somewhere and be like, oh, that address in that neighborhood were super receptive the last time. Let's knock on their door again. Next time my husband comes home early from work, I'm going to lock him in a room so he can't speak to anyone. So my topic this week actually isn't door-to-door salesman. The topic today is actually about extraterrestrial activity. Not sure if you caught the headline this week about the US Army or the US Air Force, I think it was, uh, filming these UFOs in the sky. Now, it was filmed in 2015 and it only came out this week, but the video of it was pretty crazy. Like, you can legit see something in the video. And from that, I wanted to research a little bit more about extraterrestrial life or aliens. So the first ever alien abduction was recorded by this couple and they were called like Betty and Bobby. I think that's their names. Uh, They live in New Hampshire 
and they were taking a drive at night. Betty and Barney, that's their name, Betty and Barney. They were taking a drive at nighttime in like the early 60s and they hadn't seen a car for a while and they saw a strange light in the sky which started to follow them. And then the next thing they knew, it was two hours later and they were like 35 miles further down the road and they couldn't remember anything in between. They approached a doctor and went under hypnosis to try and understand what happened in these two hours since they saw the light. They both recounted a fairly similar story of this light coming near their car and like landing on their car or something. And then they were in a room in like a medical lab and they were having things like poked into them and then their memories were erased. Not sure how they remembered that their memories were erased, but that did come up in the hypnosis. So that was the first ever alien abduction. Actually, I went from ET, sorry, I went from aliens to straight for alien abductions. So sorry, I've just bypassed the alien thing. But if we're gonna talk about aliens, let's talk about aliens stealing humans. And on this woman, Betty Hill, they apparently did a pregnancy test on her. Which sounded horrible, by the way. They put, a, according to this article, they put like a six inch long needle in her belly. Ugh. That is not how humans do pregnancy tests. And if that's how they do it in alien world, well, god damn, those poor alien females. They came around about two hours later and apparently they were 35 miles down the road. It doesn't say if they were in the car or if they were on the side of the road without the car, but they had like messy shoes and, um, they remember a long ramp and a spacecraft and then they made a movie about it. I'm not quite sure what the name of the movie is, but I'm probably telling this story and everyone's like, yeah, it's the plot of a really well-known movie and I've just spoiled it for you all. Betty and Barney were the first big story to come out about aliens and alien abductions. And then from there, it like skyrocketed. Everyone was reporting that they were seeing aliens. Do you remember in the eighties when like you couldn't walk past a national Enquirer? in the store or in the airport without reading a headline about some old lady in Ohio who was taken up onto a spacecraft for testing and then delivered back into her kitchen. They were everywhere, those stories. Actually, I say that, do you not remember in the 80s? I was about four years old in the 80s, but maybe it was in the 90s that I saw it. I then came across a piece of writing that was explaining why alien abductions have decreased dramatically. It was in the Boston Globe. Um, they're saying that sleep paralysis can induce crazy visions and they seem very terrifying and very real, but it's just sleep paralysis. And that he also then attributed it to old fashioned hallucination. Um, and apparently alien sightings were reduced to such a degree that there was a group in England called the British Flying Saucer Bureau and they closed in 2001 because no one wanted to be part of their group anymore. That's so sad. I would have loved to go to one of their meetings. The British Flying Saucer Bureau? Oh, that sounds so fancy, so fun and so quirky all at the same time. I might even go to the point of trying to research this society and see if I can talk to someone because I really want to know what went on in those meetings and what kind of stories people were telling. 
actually on that, I did see an UFO when I was like 18. Oh, by the way, I know that's super annoying, but yes, I do say UFO. Everyone says it's UFO. I'm like, I get it, but I like to say UFO. Um, so I actually saw a UFO when I was like 18. Interesting little nugget of information from me. I was driving home from work. I was driving through the British countryside. It's probably about 11 o'clock at night. And this crazy, crazy, crazy bright light appeared about half a mile away and just above the tree line. And it was so bright. And I was like, what on earth is that? And I was looking at it as I was driving. And I was like, God damn, what is that? So I pulled over the car and I got out and it was just there hovering. And then maybe eight seconds later, it just totally disappeared. And I was immediately convinced that I'd seen a spaceship. Crop circles were a really big thing in England too. Remember crop circles? I don't think crop circles were a thing in America, but in England, they're everywhere. So a crop circle is basically a like flattening of corn in a specific pattern. And in English newspapers about 10, 20 years ago, again, a little bit like the National Enquirer and the aliens, you couldn't pass the newsstand without seeing a picture of a crop circle in like Wiltshire or Shropshire or Cornwall in some odd design and then being like extraterrestrial life landed their spaceship and created this insane pattern. And people will fight tooth and nail to say that it was aliens. I haven't read a crop circle sighting story for years. So I don't know if there's such a thing. And, and honestly, it could be a farmer. I'm not quite sure how he would have done it because they always appeared overnight. One minute they weren't there. The next minute they were there. You'd wake up at 6am, the sun would rise and there you go. There's a crazy fucking pattern ironed out in your crop field. And there was never an obvious path of where someone drove a tractor in to flatten all this corn. I read about one woman going back to aliens, just like flip-flopping around this subject, really. I read about one woman who said that she had been taken by aliens more than 50 times. She said she'd been taken from her home, from the street, from her car, and then also from driving through the mountains in Colorado. Well, that makes me feel great. I live in Colorado. She's been taken 50 times. That's really bad luck. On this podcast, I talk about a lot of fantastical things. I think I've talked about ghosts and I've talked about now aliens and I've referenced the Loch Ness Monster. And I think you guys are beginning to understand that I kind of like believing in these oddities. I wondered how many other people believe in aliens. So I Googled that and it came up that apparently 77% of Americans, according to a poll that they did in like, 2012, believe that aliens have visited Earth. That's a high amount of people, 77%. 30% of Americans believe that the government has covered up evidence of an alien visitation. I thought that number would be higher. I thought a lot of people believed that the government had covered stuff up and that's why Area 51 even exists, which, by the way, I would love to visit. If anybody wants to go to Area 51, let's fucking go. Um, and yeah, 80% of Americans believe in alien life on other planets. I would have thought that would be higher because you see our little earth 
in the giant solar system. And we could just be one solar system of like a million solar systems. Like it's endless. So I'm amazed that not more people think that there are aliens out there. Like we can't be too ignorant. There must be aliens out there or something. They obviously don't call themselves aliens. They probably call us aliens. I've actually really enjoyed talking about extraterrestrial life with you. And I might now go watch E.T. It's been a minute. On a more serious note, this is the last episode of the first season of my podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank my husband for putting up with me. And uh, I'll catch you on the second season. Just going to have a little bit of a break. All right, everyone. Have a good week and chat to you soon. Thanks for listening. Like what you hear? Check back in each week to hear another episode of Fabs' High Review Podcast.